it's been suggested Hunter and Kush need professional help. Unfortunately, their insurance said no. no. Yes. Yes. 92.5 Kicking Country. All right, I'm here. What about you, Kush? I'm right here talking like this. Does that look good to you? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, it looks good to me. All we right. got Jennifer here. Another episode of What's Wrong With You? <laughs> What's wrong with Hunter and Kush? All right, Why up. is the world beating Hunter and Kush? Why is the world shellacking them? Are we ready to go here? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's healthy. It's an allergy. It's allergies. Swear to God. No, it's funny because I was even thinking, I'm like, do I need to cough before we... Like, do you have like, a tickle in your... Anyway, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, it's, it's, everybody's no. got it. It's it's fine. <clears throat> I got it. And I, didn't, I didn't take um, that stuff over the weekend, Sudafed. so it's, it's back. Okay. It's Hunter and Kush take on the world. The world is winning. I got to tell you, this is a great way to start out because Jennifer just came in. Somehow... From- for the third time. Yeah. <laughs> we had the hardest time of any show, podcast out there, just getting a second appearance by somebody. Right. Well, we're here for a reason, to help. She reeks of desperation. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to start out and say that the seat is really warm. Kush sat here before I did. So I've got like butt warmth right now, and it's yeah, actually kind of comfortable. And then some. And, and, and this is probably the most comfortable I've been in about a week <laughs> and a half, Jennifer. We're going to hit a couple of things, because now... We're kind of, sort of-ish getting back to normal, but not really. Did you guys see the girl that flaked out and she got so mad about these these masks that she went to a Trader Joe's. She got pretty much naked except for the masks. She was a performance artist and then she had all the masks except around her mouth and was saying that, you know, six feet and doesn't make sense and she's basically protesting that. Now, I have not gone to that level over at the Trader Joe's no? and, and gotten naked with a bunch of surgical masks. And it wasn't our Trader Joe's, by the way. I want to point that out. It wasn't the Mount Pleasant one. But I feel like that's kind of stuff that's seeping out right now. Like, people are like, there's there seems to be two camps. I mean, have you had the mask shame? No. You haven't had the look like the when you're in the supermarket and you get the... Most yeah. people, the, of all the places I go, the grocery store is the one place where people are really wearing the masks. It's yeah. like where people are really... Because it's you know it is conf- kind of confined. You know, but see, real- I don't wear a mask in the store. You guys wear a mask in the store? I do. Not normally. See, I don't either. And but I've had the look of the Game of Thrones walk of shame thing. You know, for not wearing a mask. Yeah, for not wearing the mask. And no. I think what, I, but I think people are getting like a little flaky with this kind of stuff. Obviously, she was an Instagram model that posted these pics. How are we supposed to do all this? Because everything seems a little out of whack. I mean, I don't know if you feel normal. I, I don't feel normal. When no, I it's not normal. I don't yeah. feel normal, but, yeah. you know, just kind of do what you can with it. Well, and I think it's one of those things that as much as we want normalcy to return, it's kind of that pushing against like, oh, I want this normalcy so badly that what can I do to get that back? And the reality is it's just, it's not here right now. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean we won't eventually get back to... To not seeing masks in the stores and things of that sort, but it doesn't also mean that it's going to be happening next week. Right. Do you think that's why this extreme behavior goes out where someone's like, I'm going to wrap myself in surgical masks <laughs> and I'm going to walk through Trader Joe's? <laughs> like, I mean, you see people kind of going off one end like that every once in a while. I've always you? thought there's 7 billion people on the planet. Right. Somebody's got to be naked in Trader Joe's complaining about it. You think about the numbers. The, the odds are in, in her favor. Yeah, odds are in her billion. favor. I mean, yeah. So there's always somebody doing something crazy because there's just so many people and 
the extremes are always what make news. Right. right. So you see that more often. Like if I always said, if Martians came down, that's the kind of stuff they'd see. They would say, "We're not invading this place. Well, these pe- these people will kick our ass." Either that, <laughs> or they would put our heads on all kinds of strange animals, like in that movie Mars Attacks. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah, we've done that before. Ugh, I went there, didn't I? So <laughs> yeah, you did. So Jennifer from Wildflower Counseling, my bad, is here. And okay, so that's an extreme measure, but I do feel myself included that coming into work, there's just a difference now. People, you do see some people that are feeling a little edgy. It's weird, and I'm not sure exactly how to deal with it. I'm still having kind of bad dreams. I do say there's some mornings where I get up, and I just am just not having it. Uh, my temper's short. I feel kind of stressed out. It's like, when is enough going to be enough? You know, it seems like a lot of people's workloads, you know, because work wants to be work again. I guess it's the best way to say it. Yep. Most businesses want to be businesses again, but the one thing that seems to be missing is that, well, most businesses haven't gotten back to normal, so it's weird to operate at this normal business level. Your employees are probably not there at 100%. Right. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. And I think a big part that's really tough is that we, being most people, don't want to accept where we're at right now. Right. Right. Where we're wanting to change it because it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which, again, makes sense. There's this concept called radical acceptance, which essentially is the idea that you accept where you are, even if you don't like it. So Okay. Ex- I need. I have that right now. How do you work through that? I have radical acceptance. Like I'm accepting things, but I don't want to, and I'm mad about it. Right. But you're not and accepting so, it. Like I've accepted it. You've accepted. I'm cool. It. Well, because I guess the part that I like about radical acceptance is you can acknowledge that you don't like something. Sure. Okay. And then accept it That's despite true. the fact that you don't like That's it. So true. I'm not necessarily wrong because you said I don't accept it, but I am accepting it. I'm just not happy about accepting it. You're more vocal about not accepting it. But then in order to practice the radical acceptance, you have to make the best of it because you can't change it. If you fight it all day, that doesn't change it. Okay, this is where I fall down, okay? so (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I don't think I'm the only one. So I'll be the one out here because I know Kush and I are completely different. Like, Kush is just like, we called him this on the podcast. He's like Baloo from the Jungle Book. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. He's like, do, do, do. Do, 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 do. He's just like he just he's Got just going through life. Stay inside today. Yeah, yeah. Watch some Netflix today. I'm not going to hear you complain because I don't really care. And I'm like, you know, like that's his, that's his, that's him. Yeah. And I, I'm like, all right, I know I got to go or do or something or I got something going on in my life. I don't want to accept it. I'm kind. Of, I'm not. I'm pissed off about it. Right. right? I'm not accepting it. You're kind of right. I'm not accepting it, okay. but I'm doing it, but I'm mad about it, right. and it's manifesting itself in really ugly way. Look at him laughing. You should see what Look at him little, laughing. You should see when his little bottom lip comes out. A little pouting. Uh, I do. I do. I, I am a, I am a, a little pouty bitch. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. So like- LPB. Little yeah, pouty bitch. Yeah, yeah. Up so, in the building. So seriously, I can't be the only one that's dealing with this, Jennifer, right? No, it's tough. And so an example that I usually use to, I guess, depict how to practice radical acceptance- Yes. Is traffic. Okay. No one sits in traffic. No, seriously though. No, no. one sits in traffic and is like, yay, I'm here. Like no one's right. excited about that, right? No. So if you're to pr- if you're not to pr- practice radical acceptance, you might be flicking people off, honking your horn. But guess what? If you're stuck on the Ravenel, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, but I should be, damn it. I like the view. <laughs> it's pretty. See? I watched all the boats. See? Okay. So Ooh. this that's that okay, that's a good start for radical okay. acceptance. So again, if we are practicing radical acceptance, you're stuck on the bridge. Right. You can acknowledge, yeah, this is frustrating. I need to get to work. I want to go home. Whatever the statement is, you can acknowledge I have to that. Pee. 
yeah, that would not be fun. Yeah. Um, so you can acknowledge that. And then you say, okay, but me fighting this will not change it. I'm still going to get home at the exact same time, whether I fight it and argue and get mad, or I sit here and roll down the windows and turn on some music. Gotcha. So I need to find other things to distract me from the things that I don't want to accept because radically I don't want to accept it. Or cope. I mean, it doesn't right. have to be distractions, cope. but yeah. Yeah. Coping. Like, what if you try to do that stuff? Like, you sit there and you try to count to 10. Yeah. Or you visualize. I usually like to visualize a super cape. I've got a cape. <laughs> And I get to fly over things. Like, is, can you get that crazy with it? No, I'm, I, and I'm but not. Because I but, feel but like. But no, you're probably sitting there going, oh, that's right. I can't fly. Yeah. Ah, ah, my life sucks. Like, I got to change this. No, I, I feel like I was always kind of. He's going to laugh at me. I've always been kind of a little negative. Yeah. Is it the little part? Is it the little part? No, it's no. Is no, it no. the little part? No. But I try to work past it. But since this thing's happened and I've had some things externally that happened. So I've had a couple of external things that I cannot change. Right. True that. Right. You, like, you have, I, I mean, I, I went through a nasty divorce, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, had some changes in coming here and there's been a lot of that stuff. And then COVID happens and things are starting. So I've had a lot of external changes. What do you do when you're like, and they're like, they're like life impact stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bigger than just sitting in traffic. That's annoying. But then you've got that kind of thing. Right. And then I feel like it sometimes trickles down into like the big things are so big. So then I'll come in here and I'll be like, ah, we got a meeting. Ah, <laughs> it's like I want to get lash out at something I can control. So I'm like, I'll lash out at the meeting. And then well, I'm usually funny to, during the meeting. It's easier to focus on the things that are trivial. Yeah. If we focus on the actual stressors, well, that's stressful. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's yeah. it's just it's natural is what I'm saying. It's yes. not it's not weird. It's not unusual to turn towards these trivial things and be like, that's making me mad. Where in reality, that might be kind of setting you over the edge or the one thing that's in front of you at this moment that's easy to put your energy into. Right. But in rea- all reality, against everything else that's out of your control, that's actually substantial that's causing you stress. What's that saying? You know, the uh, the ability to know what I can control, what I can't control, yeah. and tell the difference and all. All I'm thinking mm-hmm. of right now, yeah. for some reason, is Phil Collins, you coming back to me is against all odds, but it's what I got to face. <laughs> really? I wish I could just make you turn around. It's a song. Can't do nothing about it. She ain't coming back. Crap. Am I song. the only one that's making this make sense? The only no, one. It's a crap everybody? song. It's what? It's a crappy song. It's a great song. You like Phil no, Collins, not. Jennifer? I do like Phil. See, Collins. do you like, I like that Phil song? Phil Collins. I didn't say anything like you. Phil. Just, you I like said it's a crappy song. He does bad songs. It's sometimes. a great song. It's a good song. You can't do anything about it. I feel like that's my COVID. Oh, what my gosh. radical acceptance song is against all odds from Phil Collins. All right, I'm sorry for tearing you down. All right then. See, you dumb song. See, you know what? But it doesn't affect huh? me. It doesn't affect me until later tonight when I'm sitting in traffic on the Ravenel. <laughs> Then I'll be like, did he really mean that? I think he meant that. I'm not sure what he meant that, but they say sometimes humor is a great way to get a point across. I'm going to call him. Uh, I'm going to call him. Do you mean that, bro? I was driving up to North Carolina on Friday. I'm like an hour to my right. We were talking about uh, a band, a local band here. We couldn't think of the name of it. Like four hours later, I thought of it. I'm on my drive. I called him up. Yeah. He picks up the phone. I'm like, salute Shoals. And I go, what? I go, what? Yeah. I'm like, the band we were trying to think of. Salute Shoals. And I'm ready to hang up. That's it. I'm done, right? That you were, you, and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, conversation with my friend. <laughs> I'm going home. Click. What? I know. I was going to say, salute to Shoals. That was it. I was, I like, was done. Wow. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, ugh. That was it, the start, middle, and end of the conversation. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was the end of that conversation from earlier in the day. That's it. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it. That was, that was it. It was just so, the end. Like, I, I was like, so you want to have a conversation? Everything okay? You looking forward to seeing your family? Nothing. 
then. I'm like, I'm Honey, fine. Hope you have a good weekend, bro. Nope. Nope. Oh, I'm even... sure I said I hope you Yo, have a good time. What are you Savannah, doing this weekend? I don't care. I got to go. Click. I don't like small talk. See, he doesn't like small talk. But see, here's the thing, right? And this may be parlaying into what you were, what you had talked to me about before coming in here. Again, we're with Jennifer from Wildflower Counseling, which is setting up healthy boundaries. That was a healthy boundary, right? I don't do small talk. Is like, that he can? Yeah, he's letting it. You know, one of my weaknesses is now. I will say this because my my wife told me this a long time ago, many years ago, when she goes, she told me one time she had talked to my mom, and I said, God, it's been forever since I talked to my mom. Well, she doesn't want to talk to you. I'm like, what? Right. She goes, because it when, hurts. You get, when you get off the phone with her, it's very abrupt. And it kind of, because I'll be like, oh, mom, we're starting to repeat ourselves. And the, yeah. <laughs> and I, but when she pointed that out, I did better with my mom because I love my mom. Well, because you're able to change it to adapt to yes. know how it was affecting her personally. Exactly. I'm not willing to change for him. <laughs> but I like small talk every once in a while. I just want to know. Once like, in a while. Just, once in a while. Could you show me a sign that you I, care? I did. I called you with the answer to our. I wasn't looking for that. I was. I wasn't looking for Saluda Shoals. I was maybe looking. Hey, man. I hope you have a good weekend. But it just popped in my head. Lucas, go down to Georgia and have a good time. Don't drink too much moonshine. Don't do anything. I wouldn't do. I had this nugget of knowledge that we couldn't uncover four hours before. I was like, boom, I got it. You put you that stuck on your mind. It didn't stick in mind. See what's going on here. That's the thing. What is this? That's just it. I wasn't even thinking about it, and all of a sudden, it just popped in there. Yeah. Like, and, it, oh. and then he called me. And so, then when I was and he's like, like, he's like, hey, man. I'm like, salute to Shoals. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and then come on. hang up that phone. I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> hey, man, what are you doing? And, ah! and then all that, all that. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, like, what's going on here? What is this, Jennifer? Boundaries. Well, 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 that right there, too, is like a little bit of different expectations. He was ah. expecting to just give you an answer to a previous question, and you were expecting to. Have a little chit-chat. Yeah, have a little chit-chat. <laughs> Say that again and roll those shoulders like yeah. a chit-chat. A chit-chat. <laughs> a chit-chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wanted to have a chit-chat, but then he didn't want to have a chit-chat. And then I took it personally. Yeah. Why do I do that? I don't know. Because, you you know, I mean, we've known each other for a year, but that's still not a very long time, you know, yeah. in context. Yeah. We're still adjusting to each other. Yeah. I mean, you know what I feel like? I feel like... I'm Mowgli in the jungle, and you're like, doo doo doo, and I'm like having a great time. You teach me how to eat bees. You're like, all right, see you later. And I'm like, I still don't know how to catch a bee. Like, Mowgli's like, it's Mowgli's a prickly like, pear. I don't know what to do with a prickly pear. <laughs> Mowgli's like to Baloo, hey, you going to teach me how to eat that? No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when you got the prickly pear, oh, oh. and I'm like, ah, it's pricking me all over the place. Like, what's going on here, Jennifer? I feel like this is most of my relationships. Maybe I have expectation issues. Maybe this is becoming about me. I don't mean it to be, but good God. Well, it is interesting, though, because having different expectations and needing to set boundaries actually go pretty much hand in hand, if you think about it. Okay. Because if two people, whoever they are... Question myself. Okay. Have different expectations of a phone call, a friendship, whatever it may be, and then... One person might not be expect or um, accepting, respecting the boundaries of the other person because well we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna talk longer, we're gonna keep doing this. I'm gonna come over later. We're gonna hang out, maybe like a sleepover. Yes, like, shut up, a sleepover. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I swear. And then. <laughs> I'm going to be watching TV Saturday night and there's going to be a knock on the door. Hunter's there with a sleeping bag. You know, a you lantern. You said you could have a sleepover. It's freaking bag of Funyuns and a case of Truly. Yeah, exactly. What is going I'll be like, Jennifer! Yeah. <laughs> and that's when you set a boundary and you say, hey, I'll see you at work on Monday. Tonight's Friday night. I prefer <laughs> to not 
<laughs> snuggle with you. Sorry. How do I carry that then? Because that hurts my feelings. If but you, do you think it's actually personal or do you think that he just would prefer his time to himself? Well, he likes his time to himself. You like your time to yourself, but personally, I need that. <laughs> I need you, boo. Personally, I need you to make some sacrifices for me, you jerk. <laughs> uh, okay, so how would I set up a personal boundary and not take it personally? Because obviously, he's being very clear. Well, honestly, in that situation, he would be the one setting up the boundaries. Right. Because he's then, probably going to be well, saying, Well, what if I don't like, like the boundary? Can I knock the boundary down? This um, is like guy. You can try. That, your feelings are really I want to capture the enemy's flag and win the game. Um, well, I mean, you can, but then you're not respecting his boundaries, ah, which is a problem. Okay. I often think of when we set up boundaries yes. as like, as kind of fences, mm-hmm. right? There's some people who don't, their fence isn't very far away from you and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of short. They can come in occasionally, that sort of thing. And sometimes it's like a brick wall that is taller than your head and is like miles away and they can't get through. Mm-hmm. They're just different walls and different boundaries and again I, I often refer to them as like fences that we adjust depending on the relationship and whether that person takes advantage of their situation that sort of thing um, and just being conscientious of what you need and how you can let the other person know where you stand see I'm like Black Panther okay, okay. I'm Black Panther and you are the bad guys in Wakanda why am I the bad guys uh, uh, and it's the end of Infinity War Right. And you can't get through that gate. I mean, you're trying to get through and you, you lose an arm trying to get through my boundary. Mm-hmm. But eventually I have to give in. So I'm like, open up section G35. And that little section opens up and I finally let you in. Then I put on the Hulk busting armor and kill you. <laughs> he likes having me around. Yeah, I genuinely like the guy. So yeah, I, I generally do. I generally like you. Yeah. Honestly, the healthiest relationships and I, I like friends, family, mm-hmm. romantic relationships, whatever relationships that are in your life, the healthiest ones have boundaries. Right. Because if there's the, no boundaries, it's going to be unhealthy. Yeah, unhealthy because because it's, then it becomes one sided. Yep. Yeah. You know, one's always boom over the other boundary, and oh yeah, trying to kill Black Panther. And he's. You, do you think in Marvel movies? Usually, Jennifer. No. Oh no, I okay, don't tend. It's, it's I don't. okay. That was a whole thing for Marvel nerds, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and, and you know, obviously, we're using ourselves as kind of a little fun thing, but let's just say. Um, you are, you're going into work and you know, you there, cause there's different types of walls and boundaries. So let's just say some people have a, a boss that they have to report to, but things have changed. How do you set up healthy boundaries at work, either with your boss or even your coworkers? Cause there may be some coworkers that are like, I don't believe in a mask and I do, yep. and I don't want to be here. And yep. you know, like it's, it's very hard to do that because you got to get along with people at the end of the day, right? but you also have to be, you know, or, or you don't, <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I mean, I, but I have boundaries everywhere. Yeah, I know you do. I think a really big part of when it looks when it comes to respecting other people's boundaries is is truly respect. Because if someone's setting a boundary, that's because they feel safe with that boundary being there. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily mean physically safe. I mean yeah. it could be that, but it could be emotionally, mentally, anything of that sort. They could have a parent at home that they're worried if they go home and they expose them to some you know COVID right. or something of that sort. We we don't know everyone's stories. We might That's know it. them professionally or as a friend, everything else. We do not know everyone's stories. That's right. And so to respect a person, you really have to respect their boundaries. And if it's a really close relationship, you might explain why it's there. But otherwise, it's it's their right to set it where it is. Sure. And so when it comes to answer your question about if people want to wear masks or don't wear masks or you know want to give you a hug, but you're like, I'm not comfortable with that yet, being able to 
know that it's okay to say what your boundary is. Hey, I'm just not comfortable giving hugs yet. I've missed you, but that's just not going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. doing it assertively, but not. I've just kind of known, like, a, like if I meet somebody, like a client comes through, my response has usually been, like, it's hey, but say. I do the house party. Like, keep a distance. I see you. Yeah. I acknowledge yeah. and you. And they're cool. I mean, no, not one person is, you know. Obviously, Christian and I are being the guinea pigs on this particular one with radical acceptance and also with setting up boundaries at work. But what are some quick tools that you'd give somebody if they're dealing with this and struggling mm-hmm. with this to kind of get them through the situation that they're in to About move forward? A machete. A machete could work. A machete could work. Sure. A mental um, machete. <laughs> mental machete. There you go. But I guess um, a few big things when it comes to making sure that you're being assertive and then accepting where you're at, a big piece of that, honestly, is patience with yourself and with others. Because if we are trying to accept what we can't control, we often don't like what we can't control. So we're not going to be patient. But I think having patience is a big thing. Slowing down as much as you can versus jumping to conclusions and making assumptions of what's going to happen in in two months if this continues this way. Well, let's wait and see what happens in two months. We don't know X, Y, or Z is going to go go that way. So patience is a big thing. Um, and then when it comes to the assertive communication, something that's really important is going to be making sure that when you communicate, assertive communication is respecting and focusing on both your needs and the other person's oh, needs. Oh, that's right. It's not a one-sided thing, similar to what you were saying earlier. It's not about one person. It is a two-way street because any relationship, again, friendship, family, otherwise, does involve multiple people. And so it's not about one side. And so I think being able to have patience with yourself and others and then knowing and considering what the other person might be dealing with, or again, acknowledging you might not know what the other person's dealing with, mm-hmm. but if they're setting a boundary that we want to respect it. I learn from you every time you come in here. <laughs> Thanks. I'm no, glad. I do too. Yeah. I do too because, well, I know I do this. I mix up being assertive with confrontation, right? So yes, a people, lot of people I'm, do. I'm, yep. not, I'm not very confrontational. I don't like confrontation, never did. I think that probably comes from my mom because she was always one of those, I don't want anybody to rock the boat. We've got to keep the peace, blah, right. blah, blah. So I sometimes associate me putting up a boundary with me being confrontational, right. even though it's I'm not. It's very different. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I think those two things are very easy to mix up. Yes. Oh, so if you're struggling with that, how do you pull that apart so you'll go, look, you know, I got to say something I don't necessarily want to say because I'll kind of rehearse. Start with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. rehearse it in Start my brain. Start with that. Yeah. yeah. I rehearse it in my brain. And then, you know, I don't want to come across as being disrespectful right. or a jerk, mm-hmm. you know, but there's sometimes where it's just, and I think the problem is if you don't address those things, it kind of builds up, right? So then mm-hmm. when you do finally say something. It comes out probably more aggressive than anything right. else. Then you, and, they're yeah, very right, surpri- right. and they're very surprised. Yeah. And yeah, they're they like, no what idea. happened with that dude? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. because you just, you kind of pushed it all down. So real quick before we go, what are some things you can do if you are kind of not being assertive and you're kind of mixing that up with I'm going to be confrontational if I'm you know standing my ground. So you want right. to be assertive but not come across as confrontational. Yes. That's what you're trying to say. Yes. yes. 100%. I think um, a big piece of that honestly is acknowledging do, are your intentions good first off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, if you walk up and punch someone in the face, okay, no, you don't have very good intentions there. You're physically hurting somebody. <laughs> there was correct? a mosquito. I, yeah, right. Oops. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> But if you are saying to somebody, um, like you're giving them a compliment and they don't receive it well, your intentions were good. Where You were not trying to do a dig. You were not trying to do anything else. And again, being confrontational a lot of times has intentions that are not, or maybe like to slight somebody or, or something that's not good. Where in all reality, if you're trying to be assertive, 
you're you're looking out for the other person and yourself at the same time. Mm-hmm. One thing that I often think about when it comes to when we personalize those moments and we're like, oh no, if I do this, it's my fault. Um, right. Is again, I ask myself two things. One is, um, did I have good intentions? And then the second thing is, is if you have good intentions, and then whether or not if you're standing up for yourself in a way that's respectful and you're not screaming at the person and everything else, you haven't done anything wrong. Right. So you just got to kind of say, this is this is how I feel. And whatever happens, happens. Right. Because I think a lot of people always look at the end result. If I say A, then it goes to B equals C equals, you know what I mean? But can you control how someone else reacts? No, you can't. And that's the problem. I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up sometimes mm-hmm. in myself. You know, if I'm going to say this. If I say this and they'll be mad. And if they're mad and, you know. Like, but worst case be, scenario, right? Someone could be mad at you, and you could have done nothing wrong. That's right. the other thing. Someone right. could be like, you set a boundary, how dare you? Right. Where setting a boundary is not, is not bad. Yeah, at all. Yeah, right. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, when I've had employees and had to, had to have a, a tough conversation with them, I don't like that. But I often start the, you know, start the conversation with, like you just kind of mentioned, hey, I don't like, always like saying this. Maybe not with employees, but because you got to sound a little tougher. You know, hey, this isn't something I'd like to say. I'm not used to this. Or I'm not comfortable. I'm not really comfortable saying this, but I need to say it. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to start it. And that takes them off their guard, I think. Gets them off their toes and, you know, they're not like, all right. Well, it humanizes you, too. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. And so that's the thing is that, again, if people are ex- expecting that you're coming from a harsh place versus saying, hey, this is hard for me to have this conversation. Yeah. And I know after this conversation, you're going to realize that I'm not nearly as awesome as you thought. Or I'm really awesome and we're having this conversation because I am. Yeah. And I'm this much better than you. <laughs> Jennifer, from- I am up here and you are down <laughs> here. I'm up here. You're down here. <laughs> Jennifer from Wildflower Counseling. If people want to get in touch with you for any kind of help, whether whatever they're going through, yeah. go ahead and give the address and the phone number and everything else. Okay. We are located in Mount Pleasant at 268 West Coleman Boulevard, um, Suite A. And then the phone number is 843-597-9994. And I'd highly recommend it. I'm talking to Cassandra over there, and I've had two sessions, and she's been wonderful. I mean, she has been really, really great. And maybe on the next episode here, I can talk a little bit about anxiety. Yeah. Because that's one of the main things that I deal with, probably tripping off of all this stuff. But uh, how she's helping me with anxiety and how to help people, because I think there's a lot more cases of anxiety than there have ever been before. Because people just don't know what to do. See, you listen to Hunter and Kush take on the world, you become a smarter person. And uh, for Hunter and Kush, for us, the world's still winning. Namaste.